0: So, maybe we can work up an appetite by singing and worshiping together. Just stand as we begin with prayer before we begin our service. <coughs> Father, we do praise you for this morning. Every morning is such a gorgeous day. Uh, you lavish on us all of the blessings that we have. Uh, we look around us and. Uh, We are so blessed, especially this time of year, as we start thinking about Christmas and the family we have, the opportunities we have to be with them, the foods that we get to eat, and um, things, opportunities we get to share with each other and show each other how much we care. Thank you for this season and what it means. And as always, we want to make sure that our focus in all of those things is Jesus, that. We share with our families and enjoy fellowship with them because you're in our hearts and you give us joy and peace and love for each other. We give because we've been given to. So we just pray that uh, as we begin this morning and we start singing Christmas carols, songs we've sung hundreds of times, but the message in them is so fresh every time to remember that you came as a baby, and not just that you came, but why you came, what you came for, what you accomplished in your life and your death. So, use these hymns to encourage our hearts this morning, and your word as well to help us be more like Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. So we're going to start as uh, this is the month of December. It begins our Christmas carols. I hope everybody enjoys Christmas carols. So we're going to sing several of those every week as we lead up to Christmas so that our focus is on him. First one is angels we've heard on high. Um, Got to take a deep breath on the chorus because it's a long Gloria that you sing, but... Uh, The mountains in reply echo back that everything on earth was probably singing that night as Jesus was born.
1: Angels, we ever on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains, in reply echo back their joyous strains. strains prolong. Say what may the tidings be which inspire your heavenly song. For Praise the, the Lord. Lord.
0: I don't speak Latin, but I think that last phrase in excelsis Deo means uh, God exalted. In the highest? Okay. Glory in the highest. Thank you very much. It's close to Spanish, I trust. um, Another great hymn, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. I I cannot... um, The uh, shepherds, as they were in the fields, and suddenly the sky was filled with angels singing probably at the top of their lungs (laughs) about christ coming you could understand why they were a bit scared and frightened their knees were knocking so it must have been amazing to be able to hear it once they got over the shock and the fear to hear myriads of angels singing about jesus christ being born
1: It came upon the midnight clear That glorious is so gold From angels bending near the earth To touch their harps of gold Peace on the earth Oh, look out for glad and golden hours. Come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels sing. For Lord. Days are hastening on By prophet Mark's foretold When with The ever Circling years Comes round The age Of gold When peace Shall hold
0: Again, as we think of Christmas, it isn't just remembering a baby, it's remembering that God came in the flesh, and even in His name, when the angel said, you're going to name Him Jesus because He's going to save His people from their sins, He came with a very purpose, to die for sins and be the Savior. Um, And that gives us great joy. There is joy in the Lord, love in His Spirit, and not hope in the knowledge of Him.
2: There. There is
1: joy in the Lord, there is love in His Spirit, there is hope in the knowledge of Him. There's a fountain that flows like a river from heaven, abounding in love to my soul. Sing and honor are His. all glory and power are His. Let all wisdom and strength be the Lord in this place. Let all glory be given to Him. There is joy in. there is hope in, in the knowledge of him. There's a fountain I know, every time I, I hear it, my heart overflows it, to, to the Lord. Lord all blessings. strength. Be the Lord in this place, let all glory Abounding in love to my soul, Abounding in love to my soul, Abounding in love to my soul,
0: and I wasn't, or nobody else did. <laughs> Another song of praise to God for all that He is to us. You're my strength when I am weak. You're the treasure I seek. You are my all in all. Mm-hmm.
1: you are my strength when I am weak, you are the treasure that I seek, you are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel, learn to give up, by be a fool, you are my my sin my cross my shame rising again I bless your name you are my holy all all. when I fall down you pick me up when I am dry you fill my cup you are my holy
0: Christmas carol hymns before we uh, have the message. Oh, come, all ye faithful! It's a, a um, call for all of us as Christians who know Christ to adore Him, to worship Him as the shepherds did, as the wise men did, as. His disciples did, and all who really knew Him. Oh, come, let, it. oh, come, all you faithful!
1: Oh, come, oh, come ye faithful, joyful and triumphant! Oh, come! O oh, come ye to Bethlehem Come and behold Him Born the King of angels oh come let us adore Him O oh, come let us adore Him Oh come let us Adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation. O oh, sing, all ye citizens of heaven. Glory in the highest. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. him. O come, let us adore Him. O come, let us adore Him.
2: good morning today's reading is in psalm 97 the entire psalm please feel free to follow along in a book in a bible you brought yourself or one in the pews or uh, just be blessed by listening the lord reigns let the earth rejoice let the many islands be glad Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries round about. His lightnings lit up the world. The earth saw and trembled. The mountains melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the peoples have seen his glory. Let all those be ashamed who serve graven images, who boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion heard this and was glad, and the daughter of Judah have rejoiced. Because of your judgments, O Lord, for you are the Lord Most High over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Hate evil, you who love the Lord, you who preserves, who preserves the souls of his godly ones. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown like seed for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord you righteous ones and give thanks to his holy name. Father God, I thank you that you do rule the earth, that uh, you rule the entire universe. And uh, and Lord that even though by by uh, it, it appears that our world has been given over to the evil one, that that and the, and the wicked seem to be triumphing that that you are the you that you are in charge that uh that the things the the things of this world that are maneuvering are for your purposes and help us to uh to have confidence in that and not fear uh what is happening in this world lord that that i pray that we would not bow the knee to the gods of this earth uh to the idols that uh of materialism and uh and trust in men that uh, that consume so many help us to give thanks to you for being in charge Lord to rejoice in that 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 we have a hope in you thank you Lord for giving us this opportunity to worship you in music in the reading of the word and the preaching of the same thank you for our pastor Steve uh, who loves you loves your word and, uh, and and loves us, his flock, uh, Lord, I pray that you would put in his mind what you would have him teach us, and that we would have ears to hear and take to heart um, what we hear. in your name we pray amen.
3: Good morning. It's good to see you all here on this Lord's Day, and also the beginning of this Advent season. Advent, of course, a word that means coming. Uh, particularly, it refers to the coming of Christ, His first coming. As you know, we are in a church called Hope Bible Church. We think also about the Lord's second coming. I was looking at that um, the hymns we were songs we were singing that. Um, I like the songs where it's talking about his first coming and the second coming. The last phrase, of the last stanza, of, it came upon the midnight clear. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophet, bards foretold, when with the ever-circling years comes round the age of gold, when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling, and the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing. That's good words. But anyway, it's good to be here during this time of the year. It's a it's a, a, a month we focus more on the Lord. Uh, there's a couple messages, and I was you know things happened in terms of my health last few weeks. But I was planning sharing these in November, but I didn't want to miss them. And it's on basically three verses in First Thessalonians five, and it really does relate to this. Christmas season, the message today being on joy. And it's interesting, three of the songs we sing talk about this joy that God wants us to give. I, wanted, I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 3, 5 rather, 16 to 18. These are the three verses we will look at in the next two weeks. Then the last next two weeks after that, we will talk more about the Lord Jesus, his coming to this world. But 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always. 17, Pray without ceasing. 18, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Three commands from God are given to us here, extremely important commands. We are to rejoice, we are to give thanks, we are to pray. And if you do what God says here, you will be an encouraged, successful, God-glorifying Christian. I am convinced these verses here, as applied to your life, will revolutionize your life. Revolutionize these three. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. These commands are for every Christian. They're not optional. They're commands that God wants you to do every day. And the truth is that God will give you all the grace that you need, all the This filling of the Spirit, you need to do what He says He wants you to do here. These commands, these three commands, all relate to your relationship with God. You're to rejoice in the Lord, you're to give thanks to God, and you're to pray to Him. It's all about you and the Lord. Today, we're just going to look at one verse, one of the shortest verses in the Bible. Uh, Verse 16 Rejoice always. We live in a world where people work hard to be happy. There's all kinds of fun and pleasurable things to do. Thousands of of movies you can go to. Thousands of songs you can sing. Thousands of games you can play. Thousands of foods you can eat. Thousands of, of books that you can read. I'm not saying you can't do any of these things. But this is what most people focus on, desire, above anything else thinking that these things will satisfy them, thinking that these things will make them happy. And they may give them a little measure of happiness. We know what Moses spoke of Moses in Hebrews 11. Moses chose to endure ill treatment with the people of God rather than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Moses had all kinds of opportunities to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. And so sin can be pleasurable. Sin can be fun. We all know that. We're all people. We've all done certain things that have been fun for a while. Our subject today, though, is not about being happy. We're talking about rejoicing. And these are two completely different things. Two completely different things here. We're talking about rejoicing in God, about delighting in God about being glad in Him, which means you find your joy in the Lord whether you're happy or not. Happiness is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's based on circumstances and based on events. It's oftentimes fleshly. It's what the world wants you to seek. It's what the devil wants you to seek. But many of these worldly things are idols and replacements for God. It says in first corinthians chapter 10 to verse 7 do not be idolaters and he's talking here to new testament christians to people like you and me do not be idolaters as some of them were speaking of the jews during the time of the exodus when they were in the desert do not be idolaters as some of them were the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play that sounds like our culture What's a typical person do, unbeliever, every weekend? He sits down to eat and gets up to play. That's how he thinks about his weekend. That's how he thinks about his free time. I'm not saying we can't eat and can't do some enjoyable things, but that's what they're given to. That's our culture. And he says, don't do that. Do not be idolaters. John MacArthur said this, Joy is not a feeling. It's a deep down confidence that God is in control of everything for the believer's good and for God's glory, and thus all is well no matter the circumstances like that. There's something else I need to say. Our world is increasingly becoming dependent on medicines, all kinds of medicines, all kinds of drugs, all kinds of pills that you can take. A lot of people are sad, they're down, they're depressed. They're anxious, they're worried, they're lonely. They look for some pill or medicine they think will fix their problem. That's what they do. Again, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you can't take medicines. I mean, I, I take some for my health. The doctors prescribe for me. I think that's fine. But I'm convinced in our country, our culture, our world, there's an over-dependence on them. And Christians need to guard themselves from seeking some fleshly or worldly answer, and first and foremost need to seek the Lord to rejoice in Him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In Nehemiah 8.10, we'll talk about that a little later. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If I had a bottle, and it said joy, and then it was joy, and I sold this, and it really gave joy, I'd be the richest person in the world, Right? Y'all know that. People want this joy. Well, sometimes they call it happiness. They want what God gives them. That's why we as Christians, we are here, and what do we say? Hey, we don't have this bottle called joy. We have Jesus, and we share the gospel because only Jesus gives true joy. We all know that, but that's what I'm saying here. That's, that's the point. That's the truth. And, and the problem with people that don't want this joy from Jesus is they're deceived by the world, and they want the gods instead of the one true God. That's what's going on. That's the problem. But I want to say this, because we live in a culture more and more and more, and I hear this from my, my children, even the young people now again, more and more and more. Got have some kind of pill. Got to have some kind of medicine. And I'm not saying, again, we can't have them, but I would suggest this. First and foremost, seek the Lord. Get your joy from him. That is the answer. Bottom line. Bottom line. Let's continue. Subject of rejoicing. It's a very important subject for each one of us here and for this entire church. Again, I'm convinced this is so needful for all of us here. God wants us to be ones who are rejoicing in the Lord. And if you're rejoicing in the Lord, you'll have a godly disposition. You'll have a good attitude, and you'll be encouraged. And you will be encouraging to the believers, and you'll be a witness to the lost, and you'll be a glory to God. That's what's going to happen. 3 threefold results. Now, as you're rejoicing in the Lord, then God will give you joy. So this is connection. As you rejoice, God gives you joy, and then you'll be a joyful person. So you get that? Rejoicing leads to joy, leads to being a joyful person. True joy, then, is not a superficial emotional response to some positive circumstance. It's not. I'm not talking about emotions. I'm not saying you can't have a spiritual emotion of joy, but bottom line, that's not what it is. It's that which comes from the Lord. Rejoicing and being joyful aren't based on circumstances or outward experiences. Joy only comes from God. It's inward. It's a heart experience. It's a spiritual experience. That's what it is. That might display itself on your face where you have a good countenance. Or you might have some positive words or seen to then in your actions. So joy then isn't what human you can humanly produce. You can't do it. You can't work it up in your own self. You can't. It's not what you can work up in your own experience, your own heart. Joy comes from God, and if joy comes from God, and it does come from God, but if it comes from God, then nothing can take away your joy, right? If God gives it to you, no person, no problem, no situation, nothing in the world can take away your joy. John sixteen twenty two, Jesus says this. It says, It says, Your heart will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy from you. That's a good promise. Your heart will rejoice, and nothing will take your joy away from you. Rejoicing in the Lord then means you're living above your circumstances, above the trials of life, of being tired, or being sick, or being financially strapped, or having some relational conflict. None of these things, or nothing else, can take away your joy. You just can't do it. It can't not and not at all again the joy you have is from god and it far outweighs anything else any other difficulties in this world we had this example this this I, I like this one you've all you know i think familiar but you know the story in acts chapter 16 when when paul and silas they're out preaching and they got hauled into the authorities and they got beaten and whipped and they're in Jail and their stocks, and you remember the story there in the chapter sixteen. What were they doing in the middle of the night at midnight? They were singing. They were filled with joy. I mean, their hands, their feet were in stocks. Rats were probably crawling around. The food they had any was terrible, and their backs were just cut to shreds, bleeding. And they were singing. They had joy. So you think about your life, and you say, "Well, man, Steve, you don't know. I've had some really hard problems, and those hard problems, I cannot have joy in those really." No, you don't get it. If you're thinking that way, we're talking no matter what happens, God can give you joy. No matter what happens, what situation. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 6, a real simple way to sum up his life. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Sorrowful, yet not rejoicing. Always rejoicing. He had a lot of sorrows. You read epistles, it's filled. Especially you go to 2 Corinthians 11, the litany of the things that he went through. It's amazing. And so This joy. I remember, and I've told you about my friend named Mike Stomar. Passed away 10 years ago, 2012. Good friend for 40 years. Basically late 70s to when he passed away in 2012. But probably one of the most joyful people that I've ever known. He learned way on because back in the 70s he had some intestinal problems and he was in, I'm not saying constant pain, but pain probably every day. And he had to learn to rejoice, and God helped him to rejoice. I mean, this guy had joy. and For, for many times. We probably talked every week or two or three for 20, 20, 30 years in a row. A long time. We were in touch, and this guy had joy. And I knew he was in pain, but he never talked about his sickness, his problem. I mean, not rarely. The guy had joy. He also had hope. Those are the two things I think about his life. He had hope. He knew there was a future when this all this pain would be gone. And he had joy as he was going through the difficulties that God had him go through at that time. And joy then gives you spiritual stability. It's an anchor for your soul. As we know, it's easy to go emotionally up and down based on our circumstances, being happy when things are going good, being sad when things are going bad. And you all know that. Think about any day of the week. If you were to graph your emotional state, how was it? Well, there's things I was doing good, and then there's bad, and I was going bad. You know, know, you all know what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is such a common subject, such an important one for our lives. But no matter what's happening, the joy that God wants to give you, and joy he does give you, gives you spiritual stability. You all know Christians who go up and down. They don't have joy. I'm saying that, you know, categorically. But that's true in general. They don't have joy. They're just living by their circumstances. And that's how, of course, people in the world, the ones who are unbelievers. And it's just a sad state. That's why we should be motivated to share the gospel of people out there. I mean, you know, we can't always read their faces or stuff or know what's going on. But boy, inside, unbelievers, man, they're just up and down, up and down. It's difficult. But the Lord, he gives us his joy. So, what is this joy that results from rejoicing? Now, we need to talk about this just a little bit. Then we're going to talk about how do you get this joy. Very important. It's being spiritually glad, spiritually delighted. It's, it's, it's having a positive attitude. A joyful person has a positive attitude. It means he's spiritually satisfied. He's spiritually content. He's spiritually full. It means he has grace and peace. All these things. These joys a big word. If you have joy, you're filled with the Spirit. You've got the grace and peace of the Lord. All this stuff is happening. It's not just one little thing. It's, it's one word that really covers a lot of ground. It's an unmixed joy. That is, it's not part happiness and part joy, part what God gives, part what the world gives. It's all joy. It's pure joy. It's genuine joy. That's what it is. It's not being negative joyful person is not negative it's not complaining it's not being upset it's not worrying it's not doubting it's not being sad discouraged or feeling hopeless so again this joy is a big word and it's what God wants Christians to have every day wrong right but not completely what, is the, what does the command say what does it say Rejoice always. Wow. C- can you see how you understanding this and this being true in your life will revolutionize your life? If you're rejoicing always, that- that's incredible. Rejoice always. in the next few prayers too, pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. You see the totality of these verses, these commands, how they affect every facet of your life. But rejoice always. That's where we're at today. I guarantee you. If you start to rejoice, you'll be a changed person. And I would say this, the whole, I'll, say, I'll say what you should do now. You should say at the end of this message, and today, he says, Lord, help me to rejoice, always. And you pray that, genuinely so, he'll help you. You'll find different things come up that are hard and difficult. Rejoice. Rejoice. Okay? This is what God wants for you. I just, I, I, I'm so excited about this message for you. And trust that with at least some of you, it will take hold in your heart. Because, again, it will change you forever and ever and ever. And so, let's talk about what's it mean to rejoice always? How does that happen? Okay, let's, let's go through this. Philippians 3.1. Turn there so you can see it in your Bible. Philippians 3.1. Philippians is often talked about as the epistle that speaks of joy, and it does speak a lot of joy. Verse 1 of chapter 3, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. In chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Three times Paul says to rejoice because he knew that was important for the believers, and of course God has us stated this way because he knows that it's important for us. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, The key to rejoicing is found in these verses. It's really simple. It's really simple. It says rejoice in the Lord. That's it. That's it. Rejoice in the Lord. Okay. That is, don't rejoice in your circumstances. Don't rejoice in other people. Don't rejoice in this great meal. Don't rejoice in having a pet. Don't rejoice in, hey, I had a good day. Don't rejoice in how much money you have. Don't rejoice in those things. Rejoice in the Lord. You have to see the positive. You have to see the negative. What it mean? What it doesn't mean? Rejoice in the Lord. Okay, that's it. Now we have to explain this. Listen up. Now, I've got these notes back there. There's a lot here. I'm trying to say. And if you missed some, grab one of those sheets. Those, if you're listening online, you can always go online. You get the PDF and download it. But this is so important. I'm going to explain to you now how this works. Okay? Rejoice. You all want joy, right? Rejoice in the Lord. There's four things. Listen up. Rejoice in the Lord means rejoice, number one, in who he is, who the Lord is. Number two, in what he is like. And number three, the word of the Lord. And number four, the work of the Lord. That is it. We're going to go over this briefly. That's it. Let me say it again. Key to rejoicing is the Lord and who he is, what he's like, what he says, what he does. And the point to understand here is, again, as, as people, we go through life and, and so much of our life we're going through today and you're thinking about yourself and what you're doing. It, the focus on yourself, we have to get outside yourself. Your joy is dependent not on you, it's on God, okay? It's very simple, very simple here. But well, let's go through this. First, it means you're thinking about the Lord and who he is, that he is God, that he is the judge, That he is the king. That he is the savior. That he is the creator. There could be more things, but those are six basic things there. Rejoice in who he is. For example, you think about how Christ is your savior. There's one thought. You're thinking about how Christ is your savior, that he saved you, that you're forgiven, that you're righteous, that you have eternal life. You think about these things, and God fills your heart with joy. Okay? That's what it is. You're thinking about the truth. In all this, we're talking about the truth. You know the verse, you shall know the truth, truth shall set you free. Without the truth, we're going to have problems. And so joy then relates to the truth. You have to understand the truth of what God says in the word. First point I'm talking about is who the Lord is. Another example is this. Think about injustice. You all know this injustice in this world. You see it, some of you are more aware of it than others. A lot of injustice out there. And you think about The judge. And you think, hey, God, and my wife and I talk a lot about this. We, we, we sort of know what's going on out in the world. We want to be up in things. Man, there's a lot of problems, we say. We look at each other. And we say, well, God will take care of them. They don't repent. God will deal with injustice, and that should give you joy. Okay? You get bummed out because, man, this is a bad world. Well, man, what happens? And I hear, stories, and I don't want to, i can not to tell stories now, but all these bad stories about injustice and corruption that's not being dealt with. God will take care of it. That gives me joy. Okay? That's important. We're talking about who he is. He's your savior. And he's your, the judge. Two examples, okay? There's many more. I'm just going over this very briefly today. So joy means you're rejoicing in who the Lord is. Second it means you think about the character of the Lord. So I'm going over this quite quickly. I mean, this is really one message in joy, but there's a lot here. Rejoice in who the Lord is. You rejoice in what the Lord is like, that he's good, that he's holy, that he's just, that he's wise, that he's powerful, that he's sovereign, that he's faithful, and all these other good things. In the past, I've told you about the ABCs of God's character that I've written up. You can get this online, too. I care real simple, It's a few of them. Almighty God, beautiful Savior, compassionate Father, divine director, eternal Father, faithful God, good shepherd, holy God, immeasurably gracious, just God, kinsman. Now, that's enough. Okay. When I review that, I, I have to tell you this, when I, when I do that, and I don't like I recite them every day, but I do somewhat often, the Lord fills my heart with joy. Now let me explain this. You have to understand this. What we're talking here now, on the second point is the character of God. And, and as you think about the character of God, okay, what God is like, that truth then is in your heart. And Then the spirit can fill your heart with joy. You have to understand this joy comes from the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5:22. So here's the point. Think. You know the Bible says in Joshua 1, in Psalm 1, other places. You need to meditate. Meditate is just a nice word for think. God wants you to think about the truth of God. It all comes back to the truth and thinking about the truth. When you think about the truth of God and what he's like, that truth then gets in your heart and then the Holy Spirit can work in your heart and can give you joy. You see what happens? Please understand this. You're thinking about the truth. That truth becomes part of your thinking and part of your heart. And the spirit then can give you joy. Thinking about the truth. Meditating on the truth of who, what God is like. We're talking how to get joy. That's the key. That's a very, very important thing then. Understanding this here. There's a verse. You'll see this here. Turn to Psalm 100. If you have a Bible, you've got to see this. If you don't, just make sure you look at it later. This is a key passage. It's one of the, the best passages that illustrates the first two points. First point being rejoicing who God is. Second one, and rejoicing in what God is like. Psalm 100. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Joy. It's about joy. Serve the Lord with gladness. Gladness, synonym for joy. It's about joy. Come before him, joyful singing. You see, this song's about joy. This song's about joy, right? Pretty obvious. Okay then, what's the key? It's what we've just said. Know that the Lord himself is God. You know that he's God. You know he's charged, in charge. He, he's he's the Lord of all. Secondly, it's he who made us. You know he's your creator. See the connection? Rejoicing because he's your God because he's your creator. Next, it says and it, it says and not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That is Hey, the, the Lord—he's my Lord, and, and I, I'm His servant, and He is my Shepherd. Again, this first, second verse is all about who the Lord is. You rejoice because you know who the Lord is. Then we continue: enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name. And you're going to see this connection between joy and thanks. And of course, we go back to First Thess five, and rejoice he is there, and then give thanks is there. So this connection: a joyful person is in general a, a thankful person. It's hard to separate those two. But, but it all connects. Joy and thanksgiving. Look at verse 5. Why? Because of what God is like. Who he is, verse 2. What he's like, verse 5. Three things. He's good. He's loving. He's faithful. That's it. That's it. You know he's like that. This will give you joy as you understand these truths in your heart. As you believe them, the Spirit will fill you with joy. Okay? This is this is really basic. Remember that psalm. Don't forget that. And go back and look at it. Another example of and I've sort of said this already, but example of, of the character of God. God is sovereign over evil. We know that. He's powerful. He's holy, he's just, and he judges the ungodly. And those who are godly, those who are righteous, those who love the Lord, then are to be glad and are to rejoice then because of God being one who does judge. So that's important. So think about God's character. Think about God's character. And I'm going over it briefly. We could have a whole book on, we uh, could have, you know, have a whole half year on the character of God. Think about God's character and rejoice in God's character. So, so there, there's, a, there's a couple things. First, you know what the character is. We're talking about whether it's being holy. Secondly, you're thinking about it, becomes part of your thinking. And you're rejoicing in this character of God. So you have to understand this little process I'm talking about here that's so important. Rejoice. Think about this. Then as you think about the world, you read the news, whatever. You think about problems in your own life, or friends, or family, or whatever. There's all kinds of difficulties out there. As you do this, think about the Lord's character, then God will fill your heart with joy. That's what we're t- talking about. Th- it's all again. all again about the Lord, and about who he is, getting our lives related to him, connected to him, not just about ourselves. Third one, first, who he is, second, what he's like, third, as we think about God's word, we rejoice in God's word, we're to delight in God's word. Psalm 1-2, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now that phrase is before the phrase about meditating. You're not going to be meditating or thinking about the Word of God if you're not delighted, delighting. You're delighting in it. You're rejoicing in the Word of God. You love the Word of God. That's that's what God wants. And when you think, actually think about God's Word and rejoice in the truth of God's Word, then the Spirit will fill your heart with joy. Did you get it? You think about His truth, rejoice in the truth, not all excited about something out there in the world or something you're going to do or go. We're so worldly sometimes. You're focused on the Lord. You think about the Lord. Think about his truth. Rejoice in that, then God fills your heart with joy. Your heart's gladdened and excited and encouraged by the truth of God's word. It says in Psalm 19:8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So a simple thing is this, is if you're really down someday and discouraged, go start reading the Bible. Read the Psalms. That's why I say start other places. Read the truth. Think about it. And, And I can't help but think that God then will fill your heart with joy as you do that. Turn to Psalm 33. last verse of 32, and I might mention this later. Last thir- verse of 32. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. Shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. I think that's one of the songs we sing. But, but, but the thing is, is, is you have joy as you know you're righteous in the Lord. And you know, we'll talk about this more later. That as joy relates to you, understanding your salvation. But we go, go on to verse, chapter 33. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. Praise is becoming to the upright. So the similar thought. Those verses, last verse of 32, verse of 33, um, are, are really the same, same thing. God wants to give us joy. He wants to be joyful and relates to us then knowing that we're righteous, that we're saved in, in, the, in the Lord. So that's, that's one and two. And then, then three and, and four, sing to him with a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is upright. We just talked about this, right? We just said that you delight in the Lord and, and, and the, truth of, the truth of God's word, that is. You delight in, in, in God's truth and his word, and that gives you joy, and that's what it says here. The word of the Lord is upright, and that's why verse before, play skillfully with a shout of joy. Sing to him with a new song. Be joyful because of the word of God. Then verses four, look at verses or end of four on. All his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps and storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Okay, now we're making a shift. Okay, we're we're talking about, we talked about the, the, who God is, what he's like. We've talked about rejoicing in the truth of God's word. Now we're talking about in the work of God. Rejoice in the Lord because of the work that he does. And the work that's explained here is what? What's explained in these verses 4 through 9? It's the work of creation. There's some thoughts there in verse 5, but I'm not looking at those for now. Rejoice in the work of creation. Which, I mean, and you go outside. I can't help but think you've all done this, and it's a nice, beautiful day, and And whatever day that is, whatever day is beautiful to you. And you look out and "And rejoice in the Lord because of the creation he's made. That's a fine thing to do. A beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful creation. Wherever, whatever aspect that you are thinking about, this creation that God has made. But go to verses 18 to 21, the last few verses of this chapter. Now now the, the focus shifts to God's work in us. Okay, we talk about the work of God in creation. We talk about the work of God in the world. Verse 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness, to deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. That, that is, the, the person who is walking with the Lord, trusting in him then is one who rejoices Verse 22, let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us according as we have hoped in you. So here we see this joy, and particularly verse 21. Our heart rejoices in him. What's it say? Because we trust in his holy name. You have to see this. What's it say there? Important point here. This connection between what? Two words? Rejoicing and trusting it is. You can't, you can't rejoice in the Lord apart from trusting in Him, from having faith in Him. You must understand this during the, for this message. You have to have faith. It relates to faith. It relates to trusting in the truths that we're talking about. Rejoicing, you know, who He is and what He's like and believing, trusting the Word. And now we talk about trusting in His work. So the faith, yeah, I can't get away from this. Romans fifteen thirteen says May the God of hope fill you with all Joy and peace in believing. You'll have joy and peace as you believe in the Lord. That is a joyful Christian is one who is trusting God, has confidence in God, and faith in God for who He is and for what He's like and for what He's doing. He trusts Him. One simple verse you all, I believe you all know, Romans eight twenty eight, talks about what God is like. It says He's sovereign. God works all things together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. You're going through life this week, and, and if, you're, if you're thinking at all about what's going on in life, I cannot help but think there'll be some situation, because it happens to me every week, a bit about every day, where I think about something. I say, man, God was sovereign. That's really encouraging how God worked that out. You know, I wasn't planning that. You know, it's one of those Proverbs 16, 9, man plans his ways, the Lord directs his steps. Whoa. But the, the point I'm saying is you observe God's work in your own life, and particularly in this aspect of sovereignty, and you're rejoicing then. And that's what God wants. God wants you to be observant, to be seeing, to be thinking, to be noticing what's going on, and not in just your life and life of others. We'll talk about that a little later. And so, therefore, the importance, this one truth of sovereignty, let alone so many other things we just we talked about. We just mentioned briefly the last verse of Psalm 100 of how God is good and loving and faithful. All these things. There's there's so much. I mean, let me say it this way. There is no reason on earth that you shouldn't rejoice. You know, know, if I wanted to, I I could go give you a hundred different reasons to rejoice. I'm just, this is a skim. This is a summary. This is a, a quick message on rejoicing. There's hundreds and hundreds of reasons you can rejoice. You have no reason to be sad. No reason. None. None. Otherwise, you're just being disobedient. You're not knowing who God is and what he says and what he's like and what he's doing and his work, and then trusting in him. We continue. Psalm 13, 5. I'm not going to read this whole psalm. This, this is a, um, well, you know, might as well kind of see the whole thing. How long, O Lord? Verse 1. How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? You ever felt like that? How long will you hide your face from me? God, where are you? Verse 2, how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Hey, David's going through a rough time here. We've all gone through rough times, similar. Consider and answer me, O Lord. Now the good party says, okay, I'm, he starts praying. First is the problem, verse 1 and 2, now the prayer. Light my eyes or I'll sleep the sleep of death, and my enemy will say I have overcome him. My adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. So the enemies are going to rejoice. So we got the, we got the problem. we got the prayer. Now the solution, verse 5. I've trusted in your loving kindness, faith. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt powerfully with me. See, it comes down to faith. And David is, is down. He's discouraged, obviously, but he's trusting in the Lord. And he trusts in the love of the Lord. And then it says his heart is rejoicing. My heart shall rejoice. And it relates to salvation, which for us as Christians... Is the, is the biggest work of God, right? We're going to have communion today. We're going to talk about you know, rejoicing because of our salvation. And, and that's what David is talking about here. Now, whether he's talking about physical salvation from the deliverance of the enemies or spiritual, I'm not completely sure, but I'm sure that deliverance of the enemies was there. but the point is salvation, rejoicing because we are saved. This verse here, Luke 10:20. Don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. That's one of those bottom line verses. You're going through life. All kinds of things are happening. Maybe a whole lot of bad stuff. Bottom line, don't even rejoice that the spirits, their demons are subject. Rejoice that you're going to heaven. That's the bottom line. That's the big picture. Everything else may look like it's collapsing. Hey, I'm going to heaven. (laughs) At least I know that. Okay, so always, always remember that verse. Now, I want to look at some more verses here um, about rejoicing in the Lord and his work. And they're very instructive. Again, and I have to say this, I've said it before, rejoicing isn't about us. It's not about what we're doing. Our lives, and again, we we live in a culture, and in the whole world, people like this, they all have their lives and they're wrapped up in their own little lives. In our culture, maybe even more so in the sense that we can be very independent in this country, this is my life, and I can do what I want to do, and you know, and it's all about me, and if I've got problems, I've got to figure it out. And We have to see that this rejoicing, again, relates to God and his work. And As we see what he's doing then, we respond to his work and then rejoice in his work. So the whole thing here, I'm going to look at a number of verses, and they all relate to, again, the work of the Lord. And it's just amazing. I just picked up some. I'm going to read these. These are on that, my, my notes you can get later. Acts 13, 48. When the Gentiles heard the gospel, they began rejoicing. Philippians 1, 18. Christ is proclaimed, and in this I will rejoice. Romans 16, 19. The report of your obedience has reached all, therefore I am rejoicing. 2 Corinthians 13:9. We rejoice when we ourselves are weak, but you are strong. Colossians 3.5, I'm rejoicing to see the stability of your faith in Christ. John 4.36, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Acts 11.23, when he arrived, he witnessed the grace of God and rejoiced. Colossians 1.24, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Luke 19.10, Zacchaeus hurried and came down and received Jesus with rejoicing. John 16.22, Jesus said, I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. John 20, 20, 20, the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Matthew 5, 11, blessed are you when people insult and persecute you. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope that as we're to rejoice in the future work of God. So all these verses are about God and his work. So, so the, the thing I want to say to you is this, is that, that as Christians, a huge part of experiencing the joy of the Lord is seeing the work of God, whether it's in your life or in the lives of others. Okay? Or it might be, you know, be reading some magazines. Some, I, I read Voice of the Martyrs, you know, and that's a good story. And I rejoice. Oh, that's really encouraging what God is doing over in Nigeria or, or Colombia or wherever. So you're rejoicing because of the work of God. That's what we're seeing. And so God does his work. Now, sometimes God does his work completely apart from us, okay? It's like that verse in Exodus, come and see the salvation of God. Or standing, stand silently while I work for you. I'll have to get that verse exactly for you. Some, But sometimes you're just sitting there and, wow, look at God do Other times, God is working through you. Okay, You're, you're an active participant in God's work and in the situation, people or whatever, conflicts, and God is working in you and helping you and that work. But the point is this, regardless, we're talking here about the work of God, whether it's completely apart from you or whether it's something he is doing in and through you or in and through the lives of others. I want to conclude. Again, we are just going over this very quickly. Just a few more thoughts. Romans 12 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Again, I said we tend to be a people who tend to be focused on ourselves and living lives ourselves, and I got to figure this out myself. And it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. A lot of Christians, we we miss out on the joy that God wants to give us because we're not talking to others about what God is doing in their life. Somebody else is rejoicing. You rejoice with them, and then you've got joy too. Their joy is your joy. You see what I'm saying? I like to. um, I don't text. I email. But I really like the phone. Okay, some people don't like the phone. I like the phone because I can hear people. I can talk to people. I can see where they're at. You can you know, you know, talk to people and you can sense where they're at. I like it because I can fellowship on the phone. I can hear what God is doing. I can, on the phone, I'm t- of course in person, that's obvious. Rejoice with those who rejoice. My, my point there is somewhat instructive, hopefully so. Use the methods, the means that God gives. Use the phone or whatever to talk to people. And, of course, it's understood, get with people, too. Rejoice with those who rejoice. So you get with people. Sometimes you're thinking, I've got to tell them what's going on in my life. Well, they'll find what's going on in their life. See how God's working in their life. Okay? And, wow, well, look what God's doing. Then you rejoice. You may have had a rough day, but you're encouraged. That's why fellowship is so important. We have fellowship here every Sunday. I'm always encouraged when I... Leave and go for home, one hundred thirty two, whatever it is. Always. Rejoicing. Oh, wow, God's doing work. It's it's just it's just encouraging. Okay. First point first verse here, concluding verse. Galatians five twenty two the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace. Again, we, we know this that this joy is not from yourself, it's from the Holy Spirit. This Spirit's got to do it. But, but I want you to see something here. Now what's first in the list? First in this list? Love. Second, joy. May I love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith—all these what nine, ten different things here. Joy's number two. That's that means important. Right after right after love. Now the third thing I want to say is this: is love, joy, and peace. Or the final point here is they sort of go together. If you have love in your heart, then there be joy and peace. And they, they again, you can't completely separate these truths one from another. They just sort of all work together: love, joy, and peace, and then the rest. The next one, James one two. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. So that that verse hopefully makes more sense as you thought about the think about this message. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. The world doesn't think that way at all. God wants you as a Christian to think, Hey, I, I can consider it all joy when I encounter various trials. Some of your greatest joy will be when when God gives you His joy when you're going through some trial, and God wants you to learn. That the joy that he gives you when you go through trials will transcend anything by far that you ever go through. And so this week, every one of you, I, I, I know, I know it happens. I know it has my life. Every one of you will have some trial, maybe a baby trial or a medium-sized trial, maybe a big trial, I don't know. You'll all have a trial. Are you going to do this, what it says here? Consider joy. And that means you think about God. Okay, God, he's sovereign. That may be the only truth you're thinking about, but that helps. Okay, God's in charge. I don't like this trial, but I trust God. He knows what he's doing. And then there'll be some other truths about God and his character, what he's like that comes to play when you think about this trial. But, but, but that's the point. You have to, you're, you're focused on this trial. Oh, man, I like this trial. Start thinking about God. That's the whole point here. Get your eyes off the problem. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes on God, and you'll have joy. That's all. It's, it's really pretty simple. Okay? Next one. Psalm 100, verses 102. We read before, but you got to see this. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Three things. Shout joyfully. Serve joyfully. Sing joyfully. You see? I mean, we we talk about singing, and you don't sing all the time, but the serving, that's pretty much what we should be doing every day of the week. Serve joyfully. Sing joyfully. Shout joyfully. Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Having joy is spiritual strength. If you have joy, you can have spiritual strength. This is important. This joy comes from God and God wants to give you it in abundance. So if you lack spiritual strength, it may be because you're lacking joy. The joy of the Lord. That is, joy equates with strength. Get it? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Spiritual strength. Finally, one last verse, we'll finish. Psalm 66, 3, let the righteous be glad. Let them exult before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness. Father, we thank you for this time, just a brief time to look at this truth about rejoicing. And, and Father, we, we, we know this is what you want for us. All of us, we know in our lives, times past, have gotten off this and tried to find, quote, joy in things of the world, and it doesn't work. Here you are, Father, Lord Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and you want to give us all this joy. This is what you want for us, and I would pray, Father, you help each of us, myself and all of us here, and everybody listening on or reading this message, Father, I just pray that you'd help them help us here, Lord, to be ones who are rejoicing in you, see you for who you are, who you are, what you're like, what you're saying, and what you're doing. Thank you again, Lord, for each one here. We, we, we want this. We know that this is a gift from you. I, I mentioned before this, this, this medicine bottle of joy. And people pay so much for medicines and so much for different things to, quote, be happy. But this is free. The joy you want to give us is free. As we look to you, as we trust you, as we humble ourselves before you, you can do this, Lord. And we, we want this because then you, you'll be glorified and we'll be happy, spiritually speaking, and we will then be a witness and encouragement to others. So we thank you. Thank you so much for this church. Thank you for those who couldn't make it here, Lord. Pray for your blessing upon them. Lord, just lead us and guide us this Christmas season to be a light, to be ones who are joyful, to be ones who re Reflect and radiate, Lord, the, the truth and the Holy Spirit, all these things. But thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for your kindness and protection and everything else you give us. Your word, so much. Your Holy Spirit, indeed, You're the <laughs> wonderful Father, of course, our only Father. Thank you again now for this time. Lead us as we have communion together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Singers can come up at this time.
0: us as we have our communion song. One of the things that uh, Steve has talked about is joy comes from seeing God work in us from living with him, from seeking to be in his presence to do the things that he desires of us to do. And that's what this song is all about. Step by step, God will lead us. And he will give us joy in serving him step by step.
1: Oh God, you are my God. And I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God. And I will ever praise you I will seek you in the morning I will learn to walk in your ways And step by step you lead me And I will follow you all of my days I will follow you all of my days I will follow you all of my days And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Oh God, you are my God And I will ever praise you Oh God, you are my God I will seek you in the morning. I will learn to walk in your way.
3: today about rejoicing in the Lord and getting our joy from the Lord. And and what I want to do for uh, just sharing a few thoughts for our communion time is just to read some verses that connect joy and salvation. Um, As I said, there's a lot of things we can rejoice in in terms of what God's doing, very little things. But this here, salvation, this is a big thing. This is a big thing. Uh, And so there's a lot on it. I just want to read these verses. So the, the point again is to Get your minds thinking about rejoicing in the fact that the Lord has saved you. Psalm, just going to read a number of verses. Psalm 9, verse um, 14. That I may tell of all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. Chapter 20, Psalm 20, verse 5. We will sing for joy over your victory in the name of our God. We will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Indirectly related to that rejoicing. Psalm 35, verse 9. Psalm 35, verse 9 says, And my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. It shall exult in his salvation. Psalm 51, verse 2 Give me verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit against you this connection between knowing that we're saved and experiencing the joy of the Lord. Psalm 95 verses 1 and 2 it says O come let us sing for joy to the Lord, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Isaiah 25 9. Just a couple more here. 25 nine, and it will be said on that day, behold, this is our God for whom we have waited that He might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in His salvation. And then finally, Psalms, Isaiah 61 verse 10. Isaiah 61 verse 10. "I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. I like that. I think it's the first time we said that today. Rejoice. Don't just rejoice. you Rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he has clothed me in the garment of salvation. He has wrapped me in the robe of righteousness, as the bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. So so many verses. There's many others as well. The point that I want to make is this. So we talk about rejoicing. You want to rejoice in all kinds of things. You rejoice always. All day long, you're rejoicing about what's going on. Always remember rejoice in the Lord because he has saved you. That's why we're here today. That's why we have this communion time, because it's a a time of thanksgiving, a time of rejoicing and praising God and Christ for who they are, for what they've done in saving us. At this point in time, let's just take a minute. We always want our hearts to be right before me and view that verse in, in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, know my heart, try me, and see if there be any anxious thoughts in me, any hurtful way. So let's just take a minute before the Lord, pray silently, then I'll Father, we just thank you again for this time you've given us. Thank you for the fact that, that, that through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit, you've saved us. And we, we do rejoice in our salvation. We, we are thankful and excited and delighted that you saved us. I just thank you so much, Lord, for this. And we do, again, bless you for your love and kindness. God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What a, what a wonderful thing this eternal life. We have this life here. At times, things are difficult and hard, but to know that we're saved, and that's eternally saved, and we haven't even gotten a new body yet. That's in the future. But thank you, Lord, for the salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross, taking all our sins upon yourself, dying for us, paying for our sins, and then being raised from the dead. Thank you so much for that. We bless you for that. Thank you for your love for us in that way. We pray this in Jesus' name. I'll take the cup i think you all have one of these from first corinthians chapter 11 i received from the lord that which i also delivered to you: that the lord jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Again, Father, we thank you for who you are, what you've done for us, and we do rejoice in this salvation that you've given to us. What a wonderful thing. We, people get excited about so many things in the world. We're to rejoice in you and your love for us. and that You saved us and that Father will be with you forever. We can't wait to be that time when we're out of this world. And to you, Lord Jesus, it'll be wonderful. But now we're here, we're left here to live as Christ and to die as gain. We thank you again for your great love and faithfulness to each one of us. We pray all this in Jesus' name.
4: Activity-wise, we have our uh, Prophecy Bible Study this Wednesday, so if you're able to come out Wednesday, 6.45, and then there will be another one the following uh, Wednesday. December the 18th, which is, I believe, the weekend before Christmas weekend, we will have uh, singing and fellowship here uh, after church in the afternoon, 4.30 p.m., so if you're able to come out and enjoy some singing and fellowship and uh, each, uh, anyone that wants to bring maybe finger food to enjoy afterwards, that would be good. So put that on your calendar, December the 18th, uh, afternoon, 430. And then just reflecting on Steve's message here about rejoicing in the Lord, we want to share that joy as much as possible. So I wanted to remind you there are some uh, pamphlets here uh, to use to have the gospel message. So you're welcome to take some of those on the back table. I think there's some in Fellowship Hall, too, to to share with family members or coworkers, neighbors, just to share the gospel, put it with a gift or whatever you're conversing with them about, maybe. Um, and then, too, reminder, as we get close to Christmas season, it's a good time to invite people to church just for the Christmas service, if anything. Um, People a lot of times are looking for a place to go, and you might be surprised. Something might have changed in your neighbor's life that will draw them this year. They never have been drawn before to come to church. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about uh, Christmas season, inviting uh, folks to church. And then lastly, we have uh, our Matthew meal today. So if you're able to stick around and enjoy lunch with us, that would be great. Uh, The doors will be open when they're ready for you to go through and then also as far as your offering got the box on the back table can mail it in or give online now we have our last song thank you
0: invite you to stand one last time with us as we finish our worship service with one of the most famous Christian hymns, Joy to the World. And this is one of the most complete ones, actually, because it not only covers from the time that Jesus is born, but the last verse is about when he's going to come back to rule and reign. So it gets the, the whole gambit of Christmas. He was born to be a man. He was born to die for our sins. And he was born to one day rule and reign this world. Joy to the world.
1: Joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive The sounding joy Repeat, repeat The sounding joy No more the sins And sorrows grow Nor thorns infest the ground He comes to make His blessings flow Far as the curse is found for as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteous, righteousness. Wonders of his love, and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love, and wonders wonders
3: of his love. The verses in my mind that most connect with that song is Psalm ninety-eight. about the future shout joyfully to the lord all the earth break forth and sing for joy and sing praises sing praises to the lord with the lyre with the lyre and the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn shout joyfully before the king the lord let the sea roar and all it contains the world and those who dwell in it let the rivers clap their hands let the mountains sing together for joy that is the whole world us included will be joyful i think it will be amazing Psalm 98.